T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Home and home on a football Monday coming up in just a bit. Frank Schwab, NFL writer for Yahoo. What was his biggest surprise? What was his biggest disappointment from week seven in the NFL? It's home and home at radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free right now. There it is. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. We'll also get him to weigh in on the Monday nighter between the Patriots and the Jets. And ahead of that game, a little controversy for Tom Brady, who very rarely steps in it. Enter Friday and a clip emerging on a Netflix comedy with Paul Rudd. The comedy is called Living With Yourself. And if you haven't had the opportunity to see this clip, I tweeted it out on Friday. I'll retweet that here in a minute. Let me set the scene. Paul Rudd pulling up in his car to a shady strip mall with a shady... Uh, massage joint, day spa, kind of like the one Robert Kraft was busted at recently. It was called the Top Happy Spa in this Paul Rudd comedy. And he was debating, do I go in? Do I not go in? Do I go for the the massage or the, the other things that they get in these places? And out comes Tom Brady. And Paul Rudd is stunned. He looks back to confirm it is Tom Brady. And the Patriots quarterback looks at him and says, first time? And Paul, Red, Paul, Paul Rudd excuse me, says, uh-huh, you? And Brady says, nope, sixth. Well, that sure sounded, looked, felt like Tom Brady was trolling the Patriots owner, Bob Kraft, until Brady was questioned about this clip at the lockers on Saturday. Listen to his reaction. That's not what that was about. I think that was uh, taken out of context, just like you're taking it out of context and trying to make it a story for yourself, which is... Has a negative connotation to it, which I don't appreciate. Um, it was meant to be something different than that. Um, so the fact that it's a distraction or you're bringing it up is uh, not something I want to be talking about. Um, so it's not just me. I mean, the USA Today, pretty mainstream, says Patriots QB Tom Brady spoofs Robert Kraft with a cameo at massage parlor. So I mean, it's not just. I think it's. I think it's just a. Again, I think it's this type of media atmosphere that, you know, you create, um, you know, the blame and shame media atmosphere that's kind of percolated for a while. I think there's a lot of things that are said that are taken out of context that you, know, you choose to make a headline of as opposed to understand what it's actually about. Have you seen it? I have, I've seen those things. I understand the background of it. And you, I understand the context. Yes, I have. You I see the context. And that's what it was about. No, I know that it wasn't. Okay, so it wasn't about that, except you want to try to use something and use it as, you know, to take it out of context. Is that but, what you could, choose to do in when, the media? When did you shoot it? Could you not that's know? That's what we do try to do. <laughs> if, you shot okay. it, if you shot it in the last year, though, wouldn't you know okay. that it might be considered? That's enough. No, you shot on a green screen. All right. <laughs> that is a straight face Tom Brady, but that is a hysterical reaction for the most scrutinized quarterback, this most scrutinized athlete 
not named LeBron James, arguably, of our time, and for good reason. He's a six-time Super Bowl champ, married to a supermodel. Everything about him is carefully measured. How in the world does he do this Netflix show with Paul Rudd, Ross, not realizing exactly the context it was in? A shady strip mall, a shady day spa, the same context Bob Kraft was busted in. What am I missing here? Couple things. Number one, do we know who that reporter was that was going I after don't. him? I'm curious as to who that was. I, I, don't I would know. love to know who that was. Secondly, uh, you know, I guess Brady has said that he did that, it was a green screen. So he was never actually at uh, a shady day spa. His whole part that he did was behind, in front of a green screen. And I guess he didn't know exactly that they were going to have it be that type of shady. But, you know, he knew he was coming out of a massage parlor. Like, he knew the the gist of it. For a guy that is as buttoned up as Brady is and it does as good of a job as anybody with his reputation, and rightfully so, I'm a little perplexed by the Antonio Brown uh, social media support. Uh, that's got to be one where maybe he knows more than we do from having been around Antonio. And I'm a little bit perplexed by this one, too, because, you know, he's the type of person that says no unless he's sure that it's going to be perceived and go perfectly. I I'm just surprised that he didn't realize this would be the reaction a lot of people would have. Stunned. I do not understand it. Frank Schwab writes for Yahoo NFL writer. Frank, good to see you, Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. What the hell is Tom Brady talking about that it was taken out of context? <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's, I don't know. It's something, like you guys said, he's very buttoned up. He doesn't say anything out of line. I've covered multiple Super Bowls with him, and getting anything remotely controversial, much less interesting out of him, is almost impossible. So this is... Yeah, something you, you don't see him step in many potholes like this, but but this is one he doesn't want to be in for sure. <laughs> Frank, a lot went down yesterday in the NFL, and I, I like to, rather than giving you a specific question to start, what was the most significant, most interesting thing that happened in NFL Sunday football yesterday? Man, there was so much. As you know, Ross, every week is like that. But I'm going to go into Chicago because I think it's shocking how bad the Bears' offense has been. I could go a million directions with this, but the fact that the Bears were so bad on offense, their NFL coach of the year, Matt Nagy, does have, doesn't have any answers right now. Mitchell Trubisky's really struggling to see the field, and when he does see something, he's just missing. The Bears are in full meltdown mode, too. Matt Nagy's talking about the negativity to media. Khalil Mack skipped out on talking to the media at all. We got guys like Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen beefing with guys on Twitter. It just doesn't seem like they're handling this well. It seems like they're falling apart a little bit. Meanwhile, the Packers are taking off. Aaron Rodgers looked unbelievable yesterday, obviously. Kirk Cousins is as hot as anybody in the league. So the Bears are in real danger. We knew some regression was coming. But this has been pretty shocking. That offense did nothing yesterday. They had seven rushing attempts, 17 yards. That's not Bears football. That's not getting much done. I don't think Nagy has any answers right now. It's fairly shocking. We all knew the Bears were going to come back to earth a little bit. But this is beyond what I thought. This is a really ugly-looking team right now. 
And I don't know how it's going to get much better unless Trubisky really bounces back. And I'm not sure he has that in him. He has taken a huge step back from last year. Speaking of another championship defense, the 49ers have allowed 10 combined points in three weeks. That's wins over Cleveland, the Rams, and now Washington. Their offense, though, did a lot of nothing. I know it was muddy, it was rainy, but three field goals, 12-21 for Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you convinced that that offense is enough to make them a contender? I'm not sure yet. I do trust Kyle Shanahan to get this thing right, and we do know Jimmy can play better than he did. He had... 10 passing yards at the half yesterday. He's obviously a much better quarterback than that. I do think this team needs a trade for a receiver. I just don't think they have enough firepower. I, I like guys like Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, and, and all that. But I just think they need one guy to really bring this thing together, a true number one. I don't know if that's out there in the trade market. I don't know if an Emmanuel Sanders really answers all their questions. But I think they need a little more at that position to go with George Kittle at tight end. I think this team is... Very good on defense, obviously. They can run the ball like most Mike Kyle Shanahan teams can. I think what's really going to take them to a next level is getting the passing game going. I think that can happen. I still believe in Jimmy. It was ugly yesterday. I kind of just chalked that up to being in a, a difficult spot coming off two huge wins and the rain. But I, I do think the offense needs to get better, and I trust that it will. This is a really good team. I, I do believe in this 49ers team. They absolutely blasted the Browns and the Rams. We know those teams have their issues, but they're still talented teams, and the 49ers took care of business. Yesterday was just a get-out-of-town-with-a-win-who-cares-how-ugly-it-look how kind of game. But I do think that this offense can get better, but it does need to get better. Frank, are you more impressed by what the Saints did in Chicago? I know you talked about the Bears' offense, or by what the Ravens did in Seattle. Wow. I, you know what? I, I'm just going to go to the Saints here because – the Ravens' win was great, and I, Lamar Jackson is just a heck of a football player. But what the Saints have done, look, we all took a step back and said, uh-oh, this, this thing might get a little ugly without Drew Brees. If they could just go 3-3 three and three without Drew, they're going to be in good shape. But 5-0, and oh, I think Sean Payton right now is winning himself a Coach of the Year award. Maybe it's Frank Reich, actually, without Andrew Luck. But Sean Payton has kind of almost cemented his legacy a little bit. Not that he needed it. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's been fantastic. But almost like the Belichick-Brady thing, we're always like, is it Peyton? Is it Breeze? Well, we're seeing Sean Payton as a heck of an NFL head coach. Not that we didn't know that, but this has been, to me, his most impressive streak of his career to go 5-0 and without Drew Brees. And what impresses me most is this isn't just Teddy Bridgewater stepping in and throwing for 300 yards every game. This is the defense coming through, special teams plays, running the ball Latavius Murray. They're finding ways to win, and I think that really benefits them when Drew comes back. This team... If Drew comes back and looks like the guy we know, and that's not guaranteed at 40 years old coming off thumb surgery, but if Drew is Drew, this Saints team is all of a sudden the best in the NFC in my mind. This Saints team is going to get better, and Sean Payton's had a heck of a year. This is very, very impressive what they've done without him. We all agree on that. Talking to Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports up right now. You're writing Doug Peterson will have a very long week. What does Doug Peterson do to fix what's ailing Philadelphia? Is it a personnel thing or effort? I think it, it's just everything. It's, that's the weird part about the Eagles. We can look at teams that are struggling like the Bears and say, all right, they need to get the running game going. They need to get... With the Eagles, it's like something different every week. And Ross, I know you're, you're close to that team, so you know this very well. Like, it was the drops against the Lions. It's been the turnovers. Yesterday was the offensive line and missing tackles. Like, we don't see that from the Eagles a lot. It's just they're very sloppy right now, and that does come back to Doug Peterson. Look, if you come out on Monday and say, we're going to Dallas, we're going to beat the Cowboys, 
and then you lose by 27 points and look terrible, you got to wear that. You you did not have that team prepared. This team has been sloppy all season. I like Doug Peterson as a coach, but this team has not looked ready for a lot of games. They've looked mentally out of it for some reason at times. They're, it's something different every game. You can't just pinpoint and say, well, it's the secondary, although they've had their issues. Well, it's the offensive line. Now, the offensive line is usually pretty good. I don't know the one thing that's going to turn this team around. He does, I think Doug Peterson needs to get this team focused, needs to get them mentally into it. I, I'm really, it's, it's a curious thing. I can't sit here and tell you this is the answer to the Eagles problems. It's just a little bit of everything. And honestly, I think that comes back to the head coach. I think Doug Peterson needs to refocus this team. I don't know if it's going to happen. They have a tough game coming up. I think against Buffalo this week, that's not going to be easy. All of a sudden they're in danger of really falling out of this NFC East race and, and the NFC the competition for wildcard spots is going to be fierce. They're, they're not guaranteed one of those either. Frank, I want to get your opinion on something. And honestly, I, I've known this for a while. I don't know why it just crystallized this weekend for me, but I, I called a college game Saturday night. This happened a couple times. One of them was on a third and 18. Saw it in the NFL game last night, Eagles-Cowboys, where it was third and more than like 15. And there's a, either a hold or a legal contact, or uh, I think maybe it was Malcolm Jenkins and uh, illegal hands to the face, like briefly, all automatic first downs. And I'm just curious, are you in favor of that? Or do you not like that those are automatic first downs? I've seen some people say, well, if they didn't hold them or didn't illegal contact, they could have gotten a lot of yards. So maybe it leads to more holding. What's your thoughts? Yeah, right. I think that that's the argument. You say, well, if he hadn't held, or if there wasn't illegal hands in the face, maybe he gets those 18 yards for the first down. Look, the NFL likes its offense. Uh, keeping the offense on the field is never going to be a bad thing. I do think, in general, Ross, that we're just seeing too many penalties. This isn't a, a revelation or anything. We all know this. I think the NFL needs to take a step back and say, we don't tune into these games to see officials throw flags. And we're seeing it all the time. We saw it a lot in that Monday night game, the Lions and Packers. A lot of these things could just go. I don't want to be looking at replays and having those guys, Joe Tessitore, Booger McFarland, saying, I don't see anything here. Why did they throw a flag? If it, Look, if, if players are holding, if they're doing dumb things on every play and getting penalties, legit penalties, that's on them. Then they're, they're slowing the game down. They're kind of ruining our experience there. If it's just officials looking for reasons to throw penalties, no, let's, let's cut that back a little bit. Let's let the game breathe a little bit. Let's let these guys play. I think we're getting a, there's too much emphasis on everything. The NFL wants to emphasize this, emphasize that. How about telling the officials, hey, let's emphasize letting the game play out a little bit, letting the game breathe. I think that that's a major problem for the NFL right now. Some of these games have been legitimately unwatchable. They need to kind of rein that back a little bit, I think, to improve the entertainment value of these games. I'm with Jerry Jones on this. I think there is no such thing as bad press for the NFL. 16 million people on average watching every single game, despite the officiating. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Check him out at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for the time. No doubt, fellas. Thanks. All right, we'll talk about some college football in just a bit. What a dramatic weekend it was. One of the biggest upsets honestly, in the last 10 years in college football, as well as a little Jalen Ramsey discussion as he found a new football team, a new role, and had to lock up with Julio Jones, Ross. But first, Dave, I need to tell you about ZipRecruiter and Cafe El Toro's CO. I feel like I know this guy at this point. 
He needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. We should actually get Dylan on the show. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Maybe he's a big football fan. Who knows? Maybe he's got something really cool we don't even know about. Anyway, it's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. My buddy Dylan posted that job on ZipRecruiter. Yeah, I haven't ever met him. So if you guys are confused, I just call him my buddy just to like mess around. I've never met Dylan Miskowitz, okay? I'm just reading what I'm supposed to read because the bottom line is ZipRecruiter's awesome. They've got candidate rating feature. They they have they filter applicants for you. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's what matters. Not Dylan, unless he comes on the show and is awesome. What matters is ZipRecruiter's awesome. That's why they're on every show. And they're effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Dylan Miskowitz is kind of uh, part of the family at this point. We do need to have him on the program. I mean, a good friend of all of ours, though never met him, never seen him, would be interesting at some point. Uh, Jalen Ramsey has a new job. He is now the shutdown corner for the Los Angeles Rams and had to work with Julio Jones on the other side of the football field on his first action, suited up quickly, got right into the flow of things. And when you are the Rams... There is nothing like the Atlanta Falcons to make you feel better. You talk about bath fitter, man, the Atlanta Falcons paced over a lot of underlying problems. They are awful. They have now lost five straight games. They're one in six. And to make matters worse, Matt Ryan injured ankle, went to the locker room. No word on the severity of that. But then again, it's hard to imagine things getting much worse for that team. 37 to 10. Jared Goff rebounds 22 of 37, two touchdowns and one rushing. What did you make of the return of Jalen Ramsey to his new team and the words uh, before and after this game? Well, so first of all, Jalen Ramsey is a very good player, but the report that came out before the game that he has assured the Rams that he won't hold out for a new contract just made me laugh. Oh, really? Really, Jalen? Okay. Was, was it Scout's honor? What, what, like, what, like, what, what, I mean, you're talking about a guy that just skipped two football games lying about having a bad back. And we're supposed to take his word, like, like his word is honorable. His word is oak. No, I don't think so. I'm not buying that. He says he won't hold out because he's expecting to get the money that he wants. It's just laughable to me. Hey, maybe he won't hold out, okay? But let's not act like, oh, Jalen Ramsey promised. This is the same guy that's lied to basically the whole world the last couple of weeks. I'm not mad at him for it. I'm just saying I'm not taking his word as his bond here, okay? I'm not I'm not taking it like what everything Jalen Ramsey says will end up being uh, the truth. 
As for the Falcons, Dave, we did a poll before the show at RDC Home and Home. Uh, the channel, the station, by the way, is at RDC Sports in terms of the most surprising team. And the Niners were on there and blah, 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 other teams. I did a write-in vote. The most surprising team to me, it's the Atlanta Falcons. I'm surprised that the, I'm a little surprised the Niners are undefeated for sure. But the Falcons to be this bad, not just only one win, but it's the way in which they lose. It's how bad they look. I am stunned. I mean, they still have a decent amount of talent on that team. They should have won the Super Bowl a few years ago. And now they're in this position. And now Matt Ryan's hurt. It's brutal. And Dave, you always have props. So I'm going to have a prop here today for the first time. I don't think I've ever done this before. Are you excited? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see it. Okay. My prop is like, I'm going to say that this prop is Dan Quinn. Okay. This prop is Dan Quinn and the Falcons. It is my old Navy flip-flop. Okay. So number one. This part has now come undone, all right? So that's not good because this part, the the rest of the thing that goes between, I don't even know what you call this part, that goes between your big toe and your next toe, that's about to rip and be done. And it's no longer connected to the bottom back here. So the bottom line is my flip-flop, I feel like you're going to do the Billy Madison thing when I'm done with this, by the way. I feel like I feel like you're gonna Billy Madison me when I'm done with this. But I will say this, okay? This flip flop is like Dan Quinn and the Falcons, okay? It it's a good flip flop. We've had a lot of good time together. It's been there for me for years. There was a time that it was one of the best flip flops around, but it's over now. It's damaged, and I need to throw it in the trash and get a new flip-flop. The line is, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response was there anything that could even be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. However, that is a brilliant analogy because they are falling apart. We need to start a GoFundMe page for a new Ross Tucker pair of flip-flops. We need a GoFundMe page. I don't even know how to start one of those, but we need to do it because you have got to get rid of those terrible, awful flip-flops. I mean, those things are truly atrocious. Hold them up one more time. And didn't they cost 10 bucks? $10? Well, I can get it. I can get it, but I chucked it. It was like part of my. Oh, good. Hold on a second. I threw it. (laughs) Get rid of that goddamn awful pair of flip flops. If they were ten bucks, what are you holding on to them for? No, I'm not. I. This is today's the last day. I've moved on. By the way, I've moved on. It's no. It's it's pretty much not flip flop season anymore. It is. Slipper season. Yeah. Slipper season. And Get those two are awful. Just savaged. Just torn apart in the inside. 
So maybe they too are the Falcons. No, these are to- okay. No, these still have some time. These are like, uh, what, what NFL team are these? It's not over for them yet. Because even, even when this inside, man, I really do do damage. There's like, look in there. I mean, it's not yeah. good. It's not so good. So is that Chicago? I, I am the only person you know that wears flip-flops or slippers every day year-round. Every day. Every day. You know why? Because tying shoelaces sucks. Shoelaces are for losers. You have to bend over. You have to do the right thing over, the left thing over. You got to make the bunny ears and then go. It's a total waste of time. It hurts my back. Shoelaces are like socks. They're for losers, okay? And if you watch or listen to this show, you're not a loser. Join the team. It's Team Flip Flop Slipper. Team Flip Flop Slipper is where we're at here. If you're a home-and-home person, don't be one of the losers that wears socks every day like Briggs on CNN. I'm kidding, Briggs. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Or wears shoes that you have to tie and bend over for life's too short to bend over that should be a bumper sticker what life's too short to bend over should be our motto here i have super bowl socks on super bowl socks today and i too never tie my shoes that's the whole deal with the uh, all birds you just slip them right on there are slip-on shoes and before we go i mean are those slippers you said they're not the falcons so they're not Washington, they're not Miami. Are those slippers the Chicago Bears of shoes? I I was thinking that these 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 slippers were like the Bears or maybe the Tennessee Titans. Maybe even you could argue the Eagles where it's like I'm not ready to give up on them yet for this year, but if things don't go well by the end of this year, there might be some changes made in the slipper category. But the Falcons, you are Ross Tucker's flip-flops. And it's time for those flip-flops to go. And it is time for Dan Quinn to go. And it is time for Matt Ryan to take a break for a couple of weeks. It is amazing how fast it has turned south. I hate that you said that was your biggest surprise this NFL season, because that too is mine. It no! is just why are we? Why do we agree so much? Well, I think we both thought they were a playoff team, and this is a playoff roster. And you know what? You want stupidity? Stupidity is picking a fight with Aaron Donald. And that's what Devontae Freeman did on Sunday and got ejected for it. Probably a very short list of dudes I ain't ever going to pick a fight with, and Aaron Donald is the top of that list. We ran out of time to talk college football. Damn it. Well, tomorrow, college football, and let's talk some more NBA in China because the China's coming strong. And I know we disagree on that a lot, although the latest from China has me seeing your vision a little bit more. That's the tease for tomorrow. We do very much disagree, and we'll get into that in college football and preview the World Series tomorrow on a Tuesday. Enjoy your Monday, everybody, for Flip Flops, Ross Tucker, Dan Quinn. That's you, Flip Flop, Dan Quinn. We'll see you tomorrow. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.